Hello, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Travis, and this is Christians United Ministry. Before we could uh, go on to today's podcast, I want to thank everybody for everybody's patience. I had family coming from outside of the country that we haven't seen in an extremely long time. So for the last three weeks, I've been focusing on work and spending regular time with them. Um, so I am back. I'm here every day. I'm here. Um, I know that. Before I even left, I wasn't so consistent with these podcasts, and I pray to God that I could find that consistency again. Um, so uh, today we're going to be doing that episode where I owe you guys about being a true Christian. It's going to be a controversial episode. It's going to be extremely controversial, so let's make sure that we are ready to ex- to receive the word of Christ and be able to accept what he says to us today. Um, and then starting this week, it's going to be starting there finally. I know we've all been waiting for it. The Revelation series. Um, there is a lot in these episodes. <laughs> English. Um, these episodes are going to be a lot longer because they require an extremely lot of explanation. Um, and it's just, uh, so, so it might not be able to. Revelation is everything. It re- it's, it's revealing everything to us from beginning of time to end of time. Revealing things, explaining things that we haven't really been told before, and telling us what our future is going to be, um, and how the end of the world. So it's there's a lot to it. Um, so let's get our preparedness ready. <laughs> and but today we're going to go over a controversial day to day, and it's going to be basically in topics that are happening over the world. These are problems, controversies all over the country. And all over the world. And it's society's breaking up over it. And you know, but as Christians, it's important that we stay clear. We have clear minds on this. So, um, and we're gonna be talking our two main focuses uh, all around is gonna be based on being a, a true Christian. Uh, but the controversial, I call them tough topics, is um, abortion. And gender identity. And I know you guys are like cringed a little bit. You're like, oh, you know, it's important that we know what the Bible says and what the Bible says we need to, how we need to stand on these topics. Now, I want, before we get into it, um, I have, I've been, I planned this whole entire episode. Um, but before I get into it, I'm going to uh, kind of give like a brief summary. Is, uh, this, I'm, I already have a kind of two series that I do. I do my weekly. Uh, I do my weekly um, uh, sermons, like my weekly, uh, you know, discussions, and then I do a daily or somewhat da- semi-daily Bible reading. Well, t- today it's going to be uh, probably the start of a mix of a new series. So I'm going to do it's my it's my weekly sermon, yes, but it's also going to start a new series on what I'm going to call tough topics. Um, Tough Topics is going to be a series where I'm going to stay, I use current events, and I use situations that's going on around the country, and uh, and I speak about um, the the unholiness in these areas, these topics. Um, Also, like, you know, things that we need to be careful of, places, um, there's a lot of um, unholy indoctrination going on. And again, it's called tough, tough topics for a reason because it's extremely tough. Not that you don't, might not agree. Um, I just ask that you come with an understanding that this is about the Holy Bible. You know, I can only, my opinion is only based on the Bible. I don't, I don't base my opinion based off what I think is right or not. Um, this, this, um, I just, I always go with what the Bible says. Um, and that's the only way we're going to learn that in today's episode is. The only way to Christ is living through Christ. And Christ wouldn't live through a lot of these things that's going around, along. Um, and it's easy to fall into the trap. And that's what the devil does. He, tra- he traps us in and he gets a hold of us. And he doesn't want to let us go. But we need to tell the devil no. Now, I'm not saying that we need to go get pitchforks and axes and start, you know, rallying Planned Parenthood or any of that stuff. Because God actually doesn't want that. That's actually not a peacemaking situation. The only way we can spread this is by love and by actions and how we act and how we uphold ourselves. That is the way we start. We don't, we don't go fighting it hand in hand because all it does is bring hatred and anger and violence. 
and our message will not be heard. So, you know, and, and a lot of it is done through prayer. But one big thing is that we got to make sure that we do not participate in these actions. We do not participate in these programs or support them by donating to them or doing anything with them. We got to keep ourselves away from it. That's the first part is keeping yourself away from the world. You know, Jesus, you've seen the Bible many times, especially in the Psalms, says, I do not pray for the world. I don't pray for you to take me out of the world. I pray you keep me away from it. Yeah, don't let me fall into this world, um, into this world's sin. You know, we don't want to hold any of us. We only got to hold our sin. And again, that's going to be more explained later in today's episode. Um, so uh, that was a quick, just like a little summary. So let's get right into what, first off, what does Jesus tell us is a Christian? Someone who follows him. And that's going to bring us to Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Now, when have we heard it? That's right. There's a... I think two or three episodes where we mentioned that specific verse, Matthew 16, 24. He continues, whoever will save his life shall lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Now, what is he saying? So let's break this down. Go right to deny himself. Deny yourself. You got to deny who you are. You got to deny your name, your body, your everything. You are a vessel for Jesus Christ. And in a lot of ways, that means we have to deny and give up what we may believe, what we may, what we may support, how we may think of a lifestyle, make be completely different based off of denying yourself and what Jesus wants for us. Telling, just because you maybe one day you felt, um, let's say you didn't like the fact that people were drinking Polar Springs water. Well, you may have to change that. Now, just so you know, that's a truly example. Not knowing the Bible does anything have anything against Polar Springs water or any type of water. It's just it's just a uh, example. So, for instance, let's get right into it. Then let's go on. Let's go on to our next topic, which our next segment of this episode is going to be about abortion. If you may believe that abortion is okay, maybe in just some situations, maybe just for young people, maybe for whatever the reason may be. Well, you can't because the Bible is against it. It prohibits it. So that must mean that you have to deny your maybe your previous belief. Because when you become saved, you become a new person, a new Christian. So all with, with faith and love and all that, you, you won't, this won't be a challenge. You would want to do this. You would, this would just be a natural change. Opening your eyes. And even in a lot of ways, I used to stay I used to stay on the side. Well, if it's for medical, well then yeah. Well, if you if you're let's dig into that actually when we get to the abortion part. So let's just remember that I put a bookmark there and we'll come right back to that. That example. So I have a good story for that and a good example. Like the real world. Then it says pick up your cross. So the next part of that is take up his cross, pick up his cross, and that shows sacrifice and suffrage. Meaning, when you deny yourself, now you have to pick up the cross. Then you have to hold that burden. Not really a burden, but that sacrifice. Like Jesus did. He carried his cross to where he was going to be sacrificed. And and he struggled. We had to go through that struggle with Christ. But again, as Christians, that won't be a struggle. That won't be a sacrifice. That will be natural. That will be natural for you. And this is means like, you know, we have to, and we're going to learn later, we're, we are a representation of Jesus Christ. We're going to learn that towards the end. But we're a representation of who Christ is and who God is. And he, people must see God through us and us through God. We, we, we read that all over the Bible. You know, we have to be the light. We, you know, Jesus says we're the salt. That's in Matthew 5. We're the light of the world and the salt of the world. 
that's all in the same same meaning is we have to be Christian because people see Christianity through us people see God through us through our acts and how we are and yeah we're gonna go all over that at um towards the end we're gonna go into the Ten Commandments um this is pretty good now we're gonna go into our abortion uh segment and go, we're gonna start with the ten first Ten Commandments and we're actually gonna go right to Exodus um 20 13. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you know where we're going with this. And it says, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not kill. If you ask anybody what the definition of abortion is, it's ending the life of a fetus. It's killing the fetus. What is the word kill? Right there. Kill, kill. You could word it however you want, but what you're doing is you're killing the fetus. What You could word it whatever, which way, you want to. You can get crafty with the words. It's all just semantics. So all of this is just semantics, wordplay. You're killing the fetus. And it's in our original Ten Commandments that nobody can deny. Nobody can deny the, the, the commandments. If you are a Christian, if you want to be, be in heaven, you have to, at the very at the very least, I mean, yeah, there's so much more you have to do. Like, you know, it's just, and it's not even, not, 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 none of it's hard, by the way. The Ten Commandments, you shall not kill. He means that in any way, shape, or form. And you've got to realize that. Whenever you define abortion, you, you define killing. Whether you call it murder or not. Whether you call it manslaughter or death or an accident. Whatever the case may be. Termination. It's still wordplay for kill. We're not, we are not, we're not supposed to do it. And we can't support it either. Now, before I go further in, my say is support. Again, I'm going back into the fact that I'm not talking about getting pitchforks and axes and going out and fighting Planned Parenthood or going out into these LGBTQ rallies and holding up. But that's not what it is. We're not supposed to dispel hate either. And another thing is you're not supposed to hate. And we're going to get more into that with the sexual identity part. But we can't outwardly support anything can't outwardly support anything anything that supports sin in any way we can't be a part of it that's the point of being a true Christian next we're going to go to Isaiah 49 uh, verse 1 it says listen O Isles unto me and hearken ye people from afar the Lord hath called me from the womb from the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name He's saying that when we were in the womb, when we were, when he put us there, he knew of us. We are, he already knew who he was. He already knew our name. We already knew how we're going to be. He already knew if we're going to be going to heaven or not. But, but the point is, he's God's creation. He created you. He did. And one thing I want to put in before we go any further with any of the chapters is people, don't, you know, we got to understand. People are like, well, Miscarriages happen all the time. Yeah, but that's through God's will. There's reasons for everything. It's not us, our point to know it. But there's also a lot of women who try and try and try and try, and they never get pregnant. Now, why is that? Because that was God's will. So it must be that must mean it's also God's will and God's creation to put a child in a woman. I've seen it plenty of times where women have went twelve. Uh, this one woman, one close friend of mine, twelve years she went. No children. Well, one time, after 12 years, she finally became pregnant. Because it was God's will. You can't tell me that's coincidence. Don't even try blaming science. That's God's will right there. Now, I'm not against science. I believe God created the sciences. I believe God created sciences. This is how we interpret science is where the problem lies. For instance, if you have to take medicine, it's not the medicine working. It's God giving you the will to let the medicine work. That's where faith comes in. Faith and belief and trust in the Lord. Next, we're going to go to Exodus 21, verses 22. 
and says, If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished, according as the woman's husband will lay on him. He shall pay as the judges determine. He's saying that of men. Now, when he says men, he doesn't necessarily just mean, you know, a male. He's saying men as humanity. If someone hurts a woman with a child or hurts that child that's in the woman, he shall surely be punished. He surely shall. And that's what we need to watch out for. That's what we need to that's what we need to be aware of. It tells us right there and there. That's plain scripture. Don't touch that woman with the child. Don't touch that child. That is God's creation. We have no right from anybody. No matter what the reasoning be is. No matter how extreme. Or how little. Less severe. How literally severe it is. I just made up a word, but whatever. We are still called to be Christians. If I if, if if nothing else, this is literally telling us literally black or white right there, completely against abortion. A lot of people like to play wordplay, like well, I didn't mean this directly, or whatever. Yeah, but here it's like completely. There's no argument about it. No argument. You can't you can't argue this at all. Now this next chapter is uh, goes right in hand with the uh, Isaiah. It's. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 It says before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee and before thou comes forth out of the womb I sanctify thee and I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations what he's saying here is he knew us again it's like Isaiah 49 chapter 1 verse 1 rather he knew who we were he put us there he formed, me, he formed us and he knew us he formed knew I mean, before we even came out to that womb. See, that's we're going again. We're going back to the fact that we're, he's, we're we are God's creations. When we are in that womb, it is God's creations. You can't question it. You really can't. I don't really see how anybody can even fathom fathom denying this. Like you know. There's, it's just so... It's all in plain text. It's all plain text. Next, we're going to go to uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 17. Um, I like these verses. I'm only going to read the 17, but if you, I like... Um, it gives us a lot of good information. And we're going to go, we're gonna go come back into this later... Um, Later in the episode. So, uh, verse 17 says, A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Innocent blood, which means that if nobody... What did that baby do that made it deserve murder? It's innocent. Again, it's telling us directly, do not touch it. Don't touch innocent blood. Don't touch woman with a child. Don't touch... God's creation. It's all black and white. I just read it. You just read, I read it too, but I know if you have a Bible in front of you, you read it too. And that's in the ESV version. That's in the IV. It's all the same. You can't play with the words here because it's written plain. It's written plainly. Um. So, what I wanted to do was, I wanted to tell you a story before we go into the next segment of this uh, episode. Um, and it's about a uh, mother. She, uh, she she took a little time for her to get pregnant. She kept trying and trying and trying. She finally became pregnant. And while she was coming up in the pregnancy... Um, her doctor told her that the fetus uh, was going to kill her. So they had to abort the, uh, the fetus. Now, the husband's like, okay, well, that's what we have to do. We'll try again. And she said, absolutely not. She said, absolutely not. There's no way she was giving up that fetus, even if it took her life. 
She said that that was God's creations and it was a sin. And she said, the gun will protect me. She said, and and what that shows is that she denied herself. She said, well, God put this in me for a reason. And just again, if God wanted the baby, you know, not to make the pregnancy, you know, there's miscarriages. It's sad, you know, but the miscarriage didn't happen. They wanted to abort the baby. Well, 40 years later, that baby is one of my close friends. And that baby still has his mother. So the point is, is that she had faith in God. She had faith in God outside of science, outside of doctors. Because not getting on all science perfect. It's all about how you interpret it. No way can science override God. You can't trust science within God. You can only trust God. My mother had a scare with cancer. God protected her. I, three years ago, discovered I have a tumor in my leg. And I still have it. And the doctor was telling me I had osteosarcoma or something like that. Some, that's the bone cancer. It's benign. By the grace of God. We got to trust God over science, over everything else. A lot of people use abortion. A lot of people use abortion as a form of contraception. Oh, I got pregnant by accident. Cut the baby. You know, abort the baby. So I can have sex again. And if I get pregnant then too, I'm going to abort the baby again. Some people get raped. And I'm telling you, somebody who was as a child, I was um, uh, molested too. And I tell you, even as that, like I, if I was a woman, I got pregnant, I would not abort that baby. And I just give you some personal information. Um, and that's just to hopefully show you that God is always there no matter what bad things happen in life. It's all about what we do afterwards. We're going to go through suffrage, sacrifice. That's what God says. Pick up your cross. We're going to go through these troubles. No matter how horrible it may seem in your head. Only those who are truly strong enough will make it to the kingdom of heaven. Those true, strong Christians. And now God knows we're going to fall. Don't get that wrong. God knows we will fall. But we just got to do what we poss every possible might we have to make sure that we don't fall. And if we do fall, we are totally repentful. So that wraps up the abortion segment. Um, next, we're going to go into another one that's kind of even more recent, but very um, strong um, in our society today. And it's gender identity. And I'm going to go into... Um, go right into the Adam and Eve story. And the reason I'm going to go into Adam story is because there's actually another... Um, there's something I want to bring to your attention of some blasphemy that's going on in this world about the Adam and Eve. So let's first get into what is Adam God made Adam a male. And through God, through Adam, he made Eve. He assigned Eve as a female. Right? Well, that's it. No one in the Bible does it say. No one does it say. Well, Adam and Eve, you know, they were male and female, but, you know, they could change any time. Although feels what you want to be. It doesn't say that. He creates roles. And each roles we'll learn and um, we learn and we learn about this all in pre uh, previous podcasts when we had roles in the families that men have the roles of the protector of the house has the um, as the head of the household as the uh, one who holds the struggles and burdens goes straight to the Christ and females are the chase who submit to the husbands but the females are the head of the house in the terms of housekeeping you know being nurturing chaste chaste uh, I don't know how to say the word uh, and so he doubles down on the genders he says this is what this is the two genders I have created and these are what they are to do and the reason being is because each of them has a job to make the house go round. 
that, and that's something we need to know is that we got to be strong and straight with the Lord. Stop worrying about what you feel you might be. Be, be a Christian. Feel that you're a Christian. That's all you got to do. Feel that you're a child of Jesus Christ. When we have roles, think of a church. Think of a church. In a church, you know, and some religion of Catholics, they have priests, then you have deacons, you have altar service, then you have nuns, then you have, um, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the congregation, and then you have, you have different parts of the church, and each part does a specific job and a role and to protect and to running that church, right? Same thing with the household. You have a male and a female to run the family and run the house. Now, what if we have a house that feels, everybody feels like they're a female? Well, nobody's filling the male role. But if it identifies everybody that's as a male, then no one's filling the male role. God equips us as these genders for a reason. God wants us men, God wants us men to be there and to take the burden. That's why he gets his testosterone. That's why testosterone is this. That's why we have bigger muscle mass. We're supposed to handle the stress and the burdens and the struggles for our wives who are full of estrogen. And that we're full of estrogen because with, with estrogen comes patience, comes nurturing, comes care. They're there for a reason. They're there for a reason. It's there's been studies again in science that children with only one parent, most times it's without the father, or sometimes without the mother, those children are more likely to become troubled with crime or law or behavior. Why? Because our family needs the female and the male. We are to just be what God gave us. And one thing I want to point out is that when we go to heaven, our bodies go six feet underground. That's where they stay until the end of Revelation. We'll learn more about that in Revelation. But our bodies stay here. Our bodies don't go to heaven. Our souls go to heaven. And we're, de- we're buried six feet deep. So my question to everybody, why does it matter what gender you are? Why does it matter? As Christians, it doesn't matter. Because God doesn't say all women are going to make it to heaven or all men are going to make it to heaven. No, it says whoever has a pure heart comes to heaven. He looks at the heart, not at our appearance. And if we are identifying as something that we're not, our heart is not pure. We're impure. We're going to learn that in just 30 seconds. Our heart is impure. We need to be careful. We need to be careful that we are not and purifying our hearts. We need to purify our hearts instead. We need to stay away from this. We need to, and again, I go with, with well, I'm not saying hate transgenders. I don't wanna, I'm, we're not to hate anybody. Everybody sins. People sin. It says that some repent and some don't. Now what we should do as Christians is come together and try to spread the word of God and peace. And even though people are going to persecute us, people are not going to hear it. God tells us they're not going to hear it. They're going to try to insult us. They might even attack us. But we can all. We should always float the word of God. Doesn't mean we go out, you know, and you know, outcast all the transgenders because they're still people. There are sins between them and God. There are sins between them and God, not between you and them. But we all. We, but we can't support them. We can't. Now, what I mean by support them is. There's different companies, right? For an example, uh, for abortion, Starbucks actually pays for employees to travel to a state, out of state, whatever states support abortion, so they can get their operation done. So that means, if we, as we as Christians, supply Starbucks with money, that same money could be used to uh, help an employee get an abortion. So, what does that tell you? We should stop going to Starbucks. It's not a sacrifice because you should want to not do it. You should not want to support it. Now, 
only reason why I say that is because you got to take the difference. So, like, Skechers. Skechers plays heavy into the LGBTQ. They agree with a lot of LGBTQ stuff, but they don't pay for, like, you know, they don't play a specific role in the advancement of the cause. So, therefore, Skechers is fine. Right? It's any, if anybody actively does what, what money you give them, actual sin, you can't play a part of that. And we're going to see that in Ezekiel. We're going to talk about that a little forth. We cannot support that. We have to stay away from it. I I used to love Starbucks. I don't I don't go to Starbucks anymore because I don't want my money to be used to abort someone to, to abort a child to go against God's creation. So there is a difference between not outwardly supporting and pressing hate. We gotta know where that line is. You know, so I don't want anybody going out there and trying to attack all transsexuals. That's not how it, that's not, we're supposed to be loving anyways. Love your enemies. But we've got to try to help them in ways to purify them to go to God. With this, we're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. Verse 9 states, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor not drunkards, not rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And some of you, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sacrificed, but ye are justified in the name of Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. He's saying that anybody who has this impurity, this, we just read all of them, the idolaters, the fornicators, all that, abusers of themselves. Anybody who is impure, doesn't have these pure hearts, well, is not going to inherit the kingdom of God, of heaven. Or not. But any, but right here, verse 11 is a beautiful, beautiful verse. And such were some of you, which means some of us were these people. We were fornicators, adulterers, or, uh, you know, what no matter what our sin was, we were these people. However, we were washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of Jesus Christ. So we became Christian, we were saved, and we were changed by the Spirit of our God. Which means we can be changed. She and strangers can be changed. People who support abortion can be changed. We can be changed. We can. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The whole point of this is trying to tell you we can change through the name of Jesus. We can't change ourselves. Only Jesus can change us. But we should. We need to go to Jesus first and beg. We won't have to beg, but be ready to, because He says, "Whatever you ask of my Father shall be done for you." So all I got to do is ask Him. Listen, Lord Jesus, I can't do this myself. Please help me. Take over. Take over my body. Take over me. Give me. Take over my will. Give me your will, your life, your grace, your love, your forgiveness. Sanctify me and justify me in the name of Jesus Christ. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And we'll be changed. So that's what we've got to remember is that we, we, can, we can be changed. There is, there is time for change. One thing I kind of wanted to point out. There's a um, website called the Human Rights Campaign. Now, this is I'm, I'm giving you an example of the devil and how the devil uses word against people, against the word of God, and tries to trick people. So this is a, a beautiful example of it. Um, and this is a little bit excerpt of what they say. And again, be prepared for blasphemy because I'm about to be I'm about to be reading blasphemy right now um so there's a little part and they actually call it wrestling with scripture that's fine that's a funny thing right and right when i open this i'm not gonna i don't want to share the website because i do not want to share the word of uh the word of the devil you know i don't want to share it but i'm going to read an excerpt of it um if you find it you find it but you just gotta be careful of companies like this um people like this who there's false preachers. There, there's literally a verse that says, and, and, and 
book of Matthew, where Jesus says that beware of wolves that dress as sheep. And that's in chapter 7 of Matthew, by the way. Uh, Sermon on the Mount. So let's look at what it says. When Christians think about gender, they tend to go back to the beginning, like I did. In Genesis, we find two stories about how things uh, came to be. One of which says God created humankind in his image. In the, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. If you grow up hearing these stories and living with people who seem to fit inside these gender boxes, the existence of transgender people might seem to fly in the face of God's created order. However, when we look just like a, a little, when we just look, a, excuse me, when we look just a little closer at each of these passages, we find a much more complex and beautiful world. No, we don't. Um, well, we do, but not the way they're putting it. Uh, for instance, when God creates men and women, Genesis 1, it's after creating opposites in every um, other corner of creation. Day, night, land, sea, flying birds, swimming fish, humans were also created in opposite pair, male and female. But the problem is with the literal reading. Yeah, don't read just literal. Don't literally read something. Just read beyond, read between the lines, please. You know, um, of this text. That even though Genesis 1 sets up these binaries, God creates since exists in spectrums. Nowhere does it describe spectrums, by the way. In night and day, we have dawn and dusk. Well, that's not really a... Uh, this. That's not really a spectrum. That's just the transition from night into day. And day into night. It's not really... Then we have, then we have both uh, land and sea. We have coral reefs, which you find in water, and centralizing beaches. Um... Not too sure as statuaries are, but beaches are on land. They're a transition from the land to the water again. So I don't understand. Um, as beaches are still literally a land, um, half of its land, half of its sea. You know, I don't understand where you're going with this. Let's continue going. Between flying birds and swimming fish, we have penguins and dolphins, okay? Dolphins are of the sea, penguins are of the land. They swim in the sea. Penguins swim in the sea, right? We swim in the sea too. Not to mention the uncharacterable favorite, the platypus. No one would argue that a penguin is an abomination of fitting categories, or that an accentuation isn't pleasing to God. But neither, it's neither land or sea. I mean, we just—they are. They're, they're either one or the other. We get fish because just because you find a penguin in both land and sea, he doesn't naturally live in the sea. He naturally lives on land. He swims in the sea to catch his food. That's why they go. They go to get their food, which is in the land. Because of the, where they are. Most of our penguins are in the Antarctic. Where are they? So most of their, You don't find deers and stuff. They eat fish. Where do you find fish? In water. Just like up here in America or anywhere. You find birds that go into the sea. They go float in the sea. You can see ducks and doves and geese. And they'll put their hand in the water to get the fish. Okay. In the same way, God gives every human a self that is unique and may not always fit neatly in a box or binary. Among, among cisgender people, that is, those whose gender identities align with the sex that they were assigned at birth, or no chance. Where does okay? Give me a verse where it says that. You can't. <laughs> this is stupid. Listen to this. And there is a variety of height, strength, hair distribution, size, and shape. Of reproductive organs. Yes, there is different sh shapes of rep reproductive organs because there's two different genders. Penises, vaginas. They are different. Yes. But all penises do the same thing and all vaginas do the same thing naturally. Height, again, that's just a difference of naturality. But they all have, we all naturally have heads. We all naturally are, have bellies and stomachs and arms. So if I cut my, if I was born without a hand, am I no longer human? No, I was deformed. I was made with a deformity. Doesn't make me a different gender or person or creature or species. And my, I don't have much hair at all. If anybody's ever seen a picture of me. I do not have hair. I, I have male pattern baldness. Am I not human? Am I, am I not a man? Am I supposed to 
create a third gender for myself? Doesn't make sense. Which makes it hard for every single person on earth to fit neatly into one culture categories of men and women. I mean, if you want to go outside of the Christian culture, okay, whatever. Be whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But as Christians, we can't believe this. We can't follow it, can't support it. So yeah, outside of one's cultures, okay, whatever. That's your culture. Do what you got to do. I'm only concerned with people going to heaven. There is too a diversity among transgender and non-binary people when it comes to bodies, personalized beliefs, experiences. But rather than writing Genesis 1 off as fiction that doesn't match reality. What is what what, what this? Rather than writing Genesis 1 off as fiction that doesn't fit reality. Many affirming Christians recognize that the stories set down in this chapter were never meant to catalog all creation. That gen- that chapter of Genesis, uh, Genesis is the creation of the world. I'm not understanding. See, so again, remember they said, "Don't read this literally. Stop reading literally, people. Let's read it between the lines." Like he, okay, maybe he said all creation, but he didn't really mean all creations. No, he says what he means. That's the word of God. What is the word? The word is God. And God said that there was night and there was night and there was day and there was day so I don't I don't even want to keep reading it just continues to go in this blasphemy the only point I'm saying this is because there is a lot of preachers or people who spread the word of God in a deceptive way to bring us away from Christ and we need as Christians to bound together united and strengthen ourselves in the actual word of God look at Jesus in, um, in Matthew 4 when he went on the 40 days uh, fast and the devil used scripture against him try to use scripture in a false pretense of way but failed because God knew the real world so that's what we need to watch out for that's what, what we need to do as Christians is do exactly what Jesus did because Jesus always led by example one thing I kind of want to mention hold on one second buddy is a um, is a preacher his name is Jeff Friday he's located down in Barnegat, New Jersey for anybody who's uh, interested um, you can send me an email and I can send you some of his teachings if you want um, my email is christiansunitedministry at gmail.com Anyways, so I sent him that passage. He read the whole thing. And he said, that's crazy and repulsive. Now, this is what is very true. He said, the devil is always trying to infuse himself into the word of God to deceive simple-minded people. Meaning, he, the devil feeds off of our vulnerabilities, our lack of knowledge, our lack of um, knowledge of the Bible and the word and scripture. He prays off of that and he uses that to his advantage. He fills people who are like us, maybe our friends, maybe our family, maybe those closest to us. And he says, well, let me, let me work off of that. Let me, let me feed them into word. Let me feed some word into them. But I'm going to give it to them not the correct way. I'm going to add. Look at, look at how the serpent deceived Eve. We wanna go, if they want to use Genesis, I'll use Genesis too. Look how they used Eve. How the devil didn't go straight to Adam. He went to Eve. And he said, surely God doesn't mind that you eat from this tree. Why would he put it there if he didn't want you to eat it? He's, he's not going to kill you for it. Come on, just eat the apple. Just eat it. Come on. That's exactly what they just did in this. In this. Exactly what they, they just, the human rights campaigns just saying. Just said. Surely it doesn't mean all creations. Surely because you read it, he doesn't, he doesn't really want you to read it that way. He doesn't want you to read it literally. We, as Christians, you need to be open to this. You need to be understanding that this is what's going on in this world. We're costing ourselves that we're focused on the world, not on heaven. You're focused on now. You should, we really should be focused on later. On what happens? Am I am I right with God? Or am I not right with God? So again, I don't want. I'm not pushing any, I'm not pushing any type of hate on anybody. I'm not saying you should hate people. You should hate them. Or and I'm saying we need to share the word of God even better. We need to do a better job. Now, what I want to do now is I'm, I'm going into a transition from this segment. But now I'm going on. I'm bringing everything home. I'm hitting a home run. Now, what does it definitely mean 
as a Christian, to be a Christian, as a characterization, kind of bring everything home. Um, now I'm just being a generalized Christianity. I'm not focusing on just one topic now. Um, and we're going to go on to uh, the fact that we are representing Christ. So we're going to go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. And it reads, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's steed, be, be ye reconciled, reconciled to God. He says, we are ambassadors of Christ. God beseeched you. So he said, we, we are, so what we are Christians. Now, be, what does it mean to be a true Christian? We are ambassadors, representations of Jesus Christ. People see Jesus through us in our actions. They need to be able to. And if we are, are not representing Christ, we're representing the devil. When we t- start to preach and talk about Jesus, it doesn't really matter what you say. I mean, obviously it has a huge part. Don't get me wrong. Um, what you say. But how you act and how you are is also being watched by the same people you're preaching to. If we are supporting abortion and we're supporting gender identity, if we are supporting hatred or division um, in any way aspect, even politically, we are not representing Christ. And we will not inherit the earth. We just read that. We won't inherit the kingdom of God, rather. None of my stuff is edited. I do pause here to when I flip to um, the Bible, the, the chapter, whatever. I don't go back and maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't play that word play. I say exactly how how it is, how the Bible says it is, and that's how we need to be. Stop editing our lives. Start representing. Start representing God. Did Jesus edit anything? When Jesus was saying there, when the Jews were, when the multitude turned away from Jesus, when Jesus said, "This is my body. This is my blood. Drink my bo- drink my blood. Eat my body," and thousands of people turned around and walked away. Did he say, "No, no, no, no"? I didn't mean that. No, 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 bro. Come on, come on. It's just bread. It's just bread and, 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 and wine. Let me change what I said. No, he didn't do none of that. He doubled down. We need to double down in our faith and trust. And belief in Jesus Christ and his word. And the sanctity of his word. We need to double down. And be strong to it. There's no. There is no. Uh, well you know. In some cases abortion is okay. Not at all. Not at all. Just like that my friend's mother. She never gave up faith. And everything. The, the doctors were trying to. Uh, the doctors were trying to talk her in, into the abortion. Her husband. Her own husband. Her friends. They were all saying. Just abort. It's not worth your life. Well. I don't. If, if I go against God's will. I have no. If I go against God's will. I have no life. Life is not down here people. This is temporary. This is not life. This is just a body moving around. So we got to leave our bodies here. And focus on what comes after this. That's where life is. Life is eternal. Not temporary. Gotta remember that. And kind of also going along exactly along with it. We're going to go to Ephesians. Right right to the book of Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter 5. And we're going to read from verse 1 through 33. The whole chapter. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering, and sac- a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication, all uncleanness and covenants, let it not be once named among you, as become a saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, with our, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For ye knew... That no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, I, idolater, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> it sounds, it looks easy, right? <laughs> Hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Let no man deceive you with vain words. 
For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Flee not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, and now are ye the light, are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, and righteousness, and truth, proving that it is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whoever doeth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, you, but ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for the things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, support, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Here are the roles, by the way. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, the ch as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water of water by the word, that he might be that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it shall be holy without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, that he loves his wife, love, that he that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church, for our members of his body, of his flesh, and of bones, of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife. They too shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. That was a lot of reading, right? That was a lot of word right there. I thought the whole chapter was important. I loved every single part of it, and all played a part. It's just telling us how to be Christian, how we are representing Christ, and how we should act, and how we should be, how we should believe, how we should walk, how we should talk. He's very crystal clear here. God is telling us very crystal clear. There's no denying it. You can't play wordplay with that. Human rights campaign, wordplay that. Play with those words. Come on. Don't let us be fooled by people like them. Don't let us be fooled. You know who's going to keep us at this? It's God. Our only shield against the devil, our only defense is faith. The shield of faith. Having faith in the word and having faith in God is our only protection. If we, don't, if we can't believe God can do it, then we have no faith. Therefore, we're going to be sucked in. Like a lot of people who are being sucked in by the human race campaign. We got to stand up. Not stand up and fight human race. But we got to stand up and fight for God. And fight the devil. The root of it. That's why I said a lot of it works off of prayer. A lot of it works off of us going out and preaching the word of God. Opening as many eyes as we possibly can. And that, my friends, is the literal reason why I created this podcast. I'm doing my part, my small part. There's so much more work to be done. To fight the devil. To fight the devil. And what I want to close off with is actually a, a reading from um, Ezekiel. Um, we're going to go to Ezekiel 3, verse 17. And it says, Son of man, 
I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word of my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and, and thou givest to him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. His blood will I require at thine hand. But if, ye thou, if, but if they warn the wicked, and he turn not from his right wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when the righteous man doeth turn from his righteousness and committed iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall surely die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in sin, and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered, but the blood I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thy warn the righteous man, that the righteous sin not, and he doeth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned, and also thou hast delivered thy soul. Now, what's he saying here? He's saying that we are not only called to watch ourselves, but to watch and warn others, to protect others. We are supposed to be united, united Christians. People fall back, so God puts messages. God does things for reasons. To not just save yourself, but save others. And if we don't do our part, not only will that person die of their sin, we will be responsible for, the, for their their death and we will die too so when we and another way you can take that is um, when we actively support someone else's sin so not only are we not warning them we're supporting them when we give Starbucks our money for a coffee that might be our favorite we're supporting them supporting somebody else uh, have an abortion we are supporting abortion. Again, you may, oh, this is far-fetched. If it's far-fetched to you, then, you know, I, I, I recommend you pray to God and hopefully get understanding. But it's definitely not. It's definitely not far-fetched. It's exactly what it is. We need to warn. Now, one thing, when we fret before I finish this podcast, one thing I want to point out before that, also that people might have missed, is he said that not only will that righteous man die, but all of his righteous things, the things that made him righteous, will not be remembered. All the good things he might have done. He might, that man might be, might be a hero. All that was forgotten because of the sin he committed. Same thing for us. We can be these great Christians and not and preachers and pastors, children of God, and all be forgotten. Because of our sin. So we need to remember that. And make sure that we're always constantly. Watching ourselves. And watching others. And when we do fall in sin. We repent. And God will forgive and cancel it. So one thing I want to say before we hang up. Is I want to thank every single one of you guys. For um, being loyal to the podcast. I'm very sorry to take off some time. I'm back. Um, I'm working hard every day this week. Um, to get chapters out. I'm going to work extra hard. I don't know if Friday I can be able to. But I know Monday through Thursday, I get a chapter of Revelation out um, to kind of make up for the time that I lost. Um, so I hope to see you guys. If anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at ChristiansUnitedMinistry at gmail.com. I am starting an LLC, a nonprofit LLC. Um, I'm going to start taking donations. I would say the first week of July is when I'll start the donation funds um, where we're going to start... Uh, you can donate to the to the podcast, and that money is not going to be used for the podcast or any. I'm not going to use the money at any personal um, expense. Every single dollar will be donated to local churches, uh, whether it's local to me or local to any, somebody in the country. Um, and every three months, I'm going to take all the donations, whether it's five dollars or a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, whatever the amount is, and donate it to. Uh, depending on how much it is, one or two, three churches. Um, so we can keep the churches going because churches are in strong need of money. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start forming a website. I think it's going to be completely transparent. We're going to be able to see how much was donated and where the money is going to. Um, and I'm also going to uh, have personal shout-outs of my, the top three uh, donators for each uh, um, quarter. It's gonna, every three months. Every quarter, I'm going to, um, what is it? 
uh, collect these donations in one and donate them to the actual churches. So that's what you look forward to. If anybody needs a Bible, I have started it. If you, if you need a Bible, I have an ESV version for you. I have a King James version for you. Give me information. I will send you a Bible. Um, so make sure that you just email me, Christians United Ministry at gmail.com. And you put down what you want, an ESV or KJV. Um, those are the ones that I endorse. You know, ESV is more for Catholics because it has the seven books. Um, KJV is more for non-Catholics. Um, again, my podcast is right through uh, KJV. But I do read both versions, so um, I, I, I like to expand my knowledge in all ways, shape, and form of Jesus Christ and receive as much word as possible, which is why I do it. Uh, but again, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, please contact me. My name is Travis. This has been Christians United Ministry. God be with you.